Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. There's a lot of people in the sports world nowadays athletes, media personalities, bloggers, podcasters, video producers, influencers all with amazing stories to share about how they got to where they are today and where they're going tomorrow. I'm DJ Fluke, and along with my partners, Kate Thompson. I'm sorry, I didn't go to a college that has football teams, so sometimes I space out. And Jillian Fisher. Hey! Oh my gosh, I alerted my pug, and he's like, oh no, don't bark, please don't bark. We're here to share those stories in something we like to call StadiumScene.tv's main event. Hey, before we get started, this episode was also recorded as a video, which is available on YouTube via the description of this podcast episode. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 100! Yeah, an episode we never thought we'd make it to. I'm wearing a suit today. I'm pretending to. He's pretending to wear a suit today. See, my suit actually looks semi um, not wrinkled because the technology that they've uh, developed for clothing to not wrinkle is quite wonderful over the last several years. So um, I I believe it was the Dockers company who had those like wrinkle free pants for the first time. So Dockers, thank you. I've not had to iron anything in 20 years. On that note, I'm going to start this morning upright. Shout out to the Dockers Company. Um, wow. Oh. Don't worry. It's morning. I didn't bring anything to drink. I just have a... Uh, I don't have anything. Hold on. We're, uh, we're pausing this real quick. Okay. <laughs> so what did you get? Uh, I, I decided to go with a very special beverage. Um, I'm gonna pour it here real quick. Is it Malort? Maybe. <laughs> yep, called it. I have to drink this sometime. Can't believe we bought that still. I know, and for those who have never heard of Jepson's Malort, um, you need to try it. It is the best drink ever. It is. I'm, I'm actually giving myself anxiety here right now, looking at this bottle and seeing that I have poured uh, not a full shot because I prefer to have taste buds. Uh, but it was uh, Carl Jepson, who's the creator of this, uh, decided to create this. Uh, I'm not sure what category of liquor it is. Um, not really a schnapps is it no 
it's it's kind of like its own thing. Um, we could ask Google. Yeah, we could ask Google. So in with this Jepson's Malort, uh, Mr. Carl Jepson, allegedly, the reason he thought this tasted good is that he uh, was a heavy smoker and destroyed all his taste buds and said, hey, this is pretty good. And this is like, some people say this is the worst uh, liquor ever. And I'm just like thinking to myself, why am I doing this to myself again? Um, it's a Basque Brandon. Was that English? No. The, the back of it says, Jepson's Malort has an aroma and full body flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers, which should tell you all you need to know about this stuff. But Carl Jepson, wherever you are, probably I'm guessing in the afterlife. Damn you, sir. Um, but yes, it is. Jepson's Malort is something you drink when you move to Chicago. And at uh, weddings in Chicago. Weddings or going out for somebody's birthday or bachelor parties. But or, DJ? Yeah. Cheers. I'm I'm hang on a second. I made sure to bring myself a chaser of water after this. So cheers. Cheers. 100 episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna need to like God that aftertaste like the 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 shot itself isn't bad. It's it's, it's the aftertaste. Aftertaste it just lingers in your mouth. Oh mine I remind you this is also 7 30 in the morning my time and I'm drinking shots or I'm doing shots I guess feel like I'm in college again. Ugh. That's why I went with the morning alcohol. That's what like middle-aged women do. So congratulations, middle-aged woman. Um, actually, like girls, women in their 20s and 30s now do it. Brunch is a thing. Brunch is a thing. <laughs> On that note. So <laughs> I think I just made the title card for the episode. Um where were we? Oh, yeah, 100 episodes. Um, so let's see. We started this uh, shenanigans back in, it was 2017. It was late February. And I said, you know, okay, we had just started. It was stadiumscene.com back then. And we weren't happy with the, the traffic was fine. We just weren't happy with the consistent traffic. So we said, Hey, let's be like everybody else and start a podcast to try to drive more traffic in. And uh, uh, it was bad. I mean, it, it still is bad. Today. Like we, we still are really terrible at what we do. And I still have that aftertaste in my mouth. I totally tell new listeners when I'm trying to get them on our, to listen to our show, skip oh, the first like 10, 20 episodes, jump in after 50, that. If to skip the first 50, you know, but we, you know, we we started this process, and uh, still nobody listened. <laughs> um, we both like to talk, so it, you know, and and the you know the the style. It's like you know we we give this advice. This this is serious advice that we give to people when they're starting their podcast. Is 
nobody's going to listen to your first 50 episodes. That's just a fact. Unless you have a bottomless pit of money that you can throw at social media advertising. And even then, nobody's going to listen to you. And it's frustrating. You're putting in a lot of work for nobody to hear it. But use those 50 episodes to find your style, find your voice, find, you know, build that rapport with your co-host and figure out a date to, and time to consistently release your show. Because it's going to take you 50 episodes to build that rapport. I mean, even if it's somebody that you've known for your entire life and you would consider your, your, your best, longest best friend, getting it and sitting in front of a microphone with them is a totally different experience. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think what would be our, our first big break with, with, uh, with this. I mean, you know, obviously we're in video now. You know, the first 35 or so episodes took two and a half years, two and a half, three years to, to do. And then with the, you know, the pandemic starting last year and the, you know, the popularity of Zoom, it, it's kind of turned into a simulcasted video slash podcast. So, uh, and that's really where we took off with these, these next 65 episodes. And we've met some amazing people along the way, but I'm trying to think what would have been our, our big break as far as an, as an episode goes. I, I kind of have a thought in my mind, but I'm just curious what you think. Um, hmm. I'm currently looking at our episode list. I know, I'm, I am too. Um, you surprised me with this question. I know, uh, it's almost I like wanna... we should have rehearsed. On a side note, to stall for time, yes, I am wearing a suit, but I am also wearing gym shorts underneath, so I'm not... <clears throat> and believe it or not, most news anchors, if they're sitting behind a desk, they're probably wearing gym shorts themselves. You'd be lucky if they're wearing gym shorts. Allegedly. Um, what would, uh, I remember it was awesome when we got to like watch that movie yeah. and talk to the host or the producer. Well, we, we kind of in 2018, so that would have been a year and a half late 2018. We kind of started to shift it a little bit more and get away from Hey, we're just going to randomly talk for 30, 45 minutes. And we actually started to like reach out to people that, you know, you know, at that point, most of them, you've, you know, they have small social media or, you know, medium social media followings, but it's not like a, a household name type of guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first one I see here, we talked to, um, there we go, Dr. Brian Moritz. Uh, he is a, I, I don't know if he still is, but he was a, a digital media and online journalism professor at SUNY Oswego. And he talked to us about sports journalism. He was kind of our first, no, he was our second interview. Our first interview, we talked to, remember, like way early on, we talked to, to Bree Patterson, who's become kind of a, uh, the in, influencer in, in the Denver area. She's actually become pretty big uh, since we, we talked to her. So uh, well, I haven't seen anything from her in a while, but she was actually, she wrote a book about like Denver dining and, uh, you know, we kind of got in there on the early stages and talked to her, but it was, you know, that year and a half later that we talked to Dr. Brian and, um, he was kind of our first step into interviewing. Yeah. And then after that, we pretty much started getting guests. We had Mark, Malcolm, Trevor, Laura, Kelly, Rebecca Carpenter with the video. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, so Rebecca Carpenter ha- is a you know a filmmaker. She had the she wrote a, a documentary called uh, Requiem for a Running Back, and it was about her father Lou Carpenter, who played in the NFL in the 1950s and 60s, and it really looked like it, it was kind of a, a way to her to kind of connect with her father after he, he passed because they didn't have like I guess the greatest relationship or the closest relationship when he was alive. And she finds out after the fact that it's like, okay, he had CTE with, you know, the brain damage from playing football those years. And it's just all those pieces started to, to come together for her. And it was shocking. Like the, the video, she's sitting down with these former players and like some of these guys had no clue where they were. Like they're sitting there yeah. having a, a coherent conversation. All of a sudden you just see kind of like, just like drift. I mean, it was scary. Then we had Bernard Pollard. Oh, and we had Michelle Pollard. McCann too. Yeah. We'll be coming. Kelly Tennant. Yeah. And uh, Bernard will be coming back in a couple of weeks. I just talked to him the other day. Yeah. Then uh, there's that time that I convinced you to try random food and drinks. Yeah. That was where we kind of stepped away from that. And oh, I just wanted to do it because I thought it was funny. Yeah, and I did find some of the stuff that I didn't try. I actually threw it away because it was all expired at this yeah. point. Um, you know, we we had an audio only interview last year with Chicago Cubs uh, radio announcer Pat Hughes, which was just an absolute thrill. Being a you know, you see the, the flag back there. Uh, you know, listening to Pat for so many years. He's in his you know twenty six season now with the Cubs. Um, that was an absolute thrill to hear him and and his perspective and. Yeah, I still remember when you texted me and said, hey, are you free in five minutes? Because <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> he just called me. He's like, can you talk now? And I said, let me call you back. And and we made it happen. And um, but our, our big, I, I would say our big kind of momentum getting us back on track here to get these episodes was was our 10 minutes, 10 minutes with series. Wow. I've had one shot at 7.30 in the morning and I'm already slurring my words. Judging. So, you know what? You're the one drinking a mimosa. So uh, there's no problem with that. It's a morning drink. Yeah, there's plenty of problems with that. But anyway, so the, the 10 minutes with, we, we decided that, hey, it's, you know, looking for content. These shows were supposed to be short and, and easy to produce. And as we, went along some of them pushed 30 minutes it is what it is but yeah, we're looking for a way to to spotlight our, our partners and the the feedback and the the interest in the in the series is really i think what what brought this back and got us to this 100 episodes i think we've done out of our 100 episodes i want to say maybe 50 of them now are are the 10 minutes with series so that I would say is the driving factor of why we made it to where we are today. So on the note of 10 minutes with, why don't we throw over to our first cutaway segment with Ralph? That's a great idea. Thank you for shutting me up. So our first, uh, our first guest today, we're going to cut away for a few minutes and we're going to talk to our good friend, Ralph Shudell. There. So uh, Ralph, um, we first met through Jillian back in. Yes. Yeah, early you know, it's November 2017, and you had just found out that well, the uh, owner slash investor operator of for legal purposes, yes, for legal purposes 
of your beloved Columbus crew said that, hey, guess what? Thanks, but see you, Columbus. Yeah, it, uh, it it's funny that we're talking about this because in the last two weeks or so, we've gone with, I've seen a documentary produced by a uh, shameless plug here, Sean Kelly. He's a uh, Formula One uh, guy who's based in Europe, but he did a really nice job of telling the story of the uh, documentary Copa 90. I'm going to put a plug out there. It'll be out on Copa 90 shortly after the Euros. Uh, if anybody wants to see it, it's a great film, great documentary of the story of both sides. Are you uh, it's really nice. Uh, I assisted in, I, so technically I am in it in the background. I have not a credited part, uh, but I did assist with some photography and some videography stuff in there. So uh, I do have stuff in there. A blanket massive report credit would be applicable for me, which is in there, but, uh, but he did a really nice job and it was kind of interesting to being out of that for a while, out of that whole scene where you're in turmoil with your owner and, uh, even, yeah. And even kind of being a working media member for the team and having some issues with, um, communications and kind of being one of those, I don't want to say I'm a bad boy when it comes to the media, but I was kind of calling out some BS along with another one of my coworkers, Patrick Murphy, who works, uh, there and just to kind of be a craw in somebody's, uh, back at or what's the saying i don't know be a thorn in somebody's side we'll play it the safe way and say it that way um that was that was interesting i've never i'm not used to being the bad guy i don't like to cause a ruckus i don't like to cause an uproar uproar i like to very much kind of stay to myself but that was a cause very much that i wanted to be a part of and believed in and to kind of have it culminate even two weeks or a week ago now i guess with the opening of lower.com field uh, was really nice to uh, it was an emotional, emotional moment. I uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a little misty during the uh, opening uh, national anthem. And it just, it, it was amazing. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it's just amazing how in not even four years now, it's like, okay, you're gone. Everything you knew about this club is going to be taken away from you to new ownership group or new investor operators. And a brand new stadium that has just opened. I mean, it's, you can't like, if you tried to make this into a Disney movie, I think Disney would say this is not believable enough. for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you even see that too. And I know we talked about it a little bit and just DJ, when we first got on here is that I'm wearing the new uh, badge that uh, didn't necessarily go over very well with the supporters as major league soccer attempted to remove the crew name from badge and called them Columbus soccer club, which I think just, that was a misstep in every way, shape and form, especially given what we outlined just a few moments ago. Everything you work for, it's like, you know, let's just shove it under the rug and start fresh. Yeah. So likely though, with the Haslam's and the Edwards families, they listened to the supporters um, and kind of had to compromise with Columbus crew 96 a little bit with the, uh, they still have the 96. I think they'll kind of, do a Bundesliga thing where they'll have like, you know, Hanover 96. It'll probably be Columbus crew 96 at some point or something like that truly would be innovative, especially in the world of major league soccer, where it's very much EPL with your DC United's, your Minnesota United's uh, Atlanta United's Charlotte football clubs, Austin football clubs, things of that nature. I still love that with all these clubs that are calling themselves United. It's like United from what? Like the reason <laughs> that these clubs are called United is because there were two clubs that formed into one. So they became United. Why are you United? Just 
it's it's become a branding thing now. It doesn't actually have any any real meaning anymore. It's our community united against the other communities because <laughs> we're better than you. Stadium scene united. Oh Ooh. no. Okay. Ooh, that sounds like a charity. That sounds like a good charity, though. I, I got it. How about the stadium scene Metro Stars? <sighs> stadium scene. Uh, oh God, the mutiny. The stadium scene <laughs> mutiny. No, we've already had a couple <laughs> attempted of those. No. You know, my LinkedIn keeps asking me if I want to invest in a soccer club. Really? Do it. Yeah. What soccer club would? Some average... Chicago one. Oh. I haven't exactly read it. They want twenty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I don't have twenty thousand dollars sitting around to invest in a soccer well, club. I mean, all you have to do is sell a couple of those uh, solid gold balloons that you you bought, and that should yeah. be yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, of no, guys, we, the service that you guys provide, and I'm not trying to make it an ad and you didn't DJ DJ and Kate didn't just Venmo me like 40 bucks to say this at all or anything like oh, that. But um, seriously, guys, what you guys have done for me and you've done for the cause of sports journalists that, you know, might not have a voice of a major outlet. It really has been fantastic. And the journey has been great. I can't believe we're at a hundred episodes already. I think DJ, we were talking about the statistics of uh, kind of broadcasters and content creators falling off after a certain number of episodes. And the fact that you guys uh, three, three, so we've surpassed that by uh, 97% of uh, episodes there. You, you, most podcasts, the vast majority of podcasts will end after the third episode. If you get over 20 episodes, you're in the top 1% as far as episodes uh, published. So to get to 100, we're okay. This, this would be the first time I would ever be considered in the top 1%, which is exciting. Um, so, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, the, the service that you guys provide, if anybody is on the fence out there that would be kind of listening and wondering, Hey, can I write? Yeah, you can write, you can create something. There's always a niche out there. Somebody's going to want to take a look at and go, Oh, I can do this. Or hopefully my, my aspiration is somebody can look at my website and go, wow, I can do better than this joker. And he's on there. Oh, okay. You know? So, you know, if you're thinking about it and you're on the fence, reach out to DJ and Kate, get signed up get on the network. There's a ton of great people that I've had the privilege of talking to that I've even brought over to uh, shout out Thomas and Brian. <clears throat> um, but um, I've brought a few folks in with me too. And uh, people I've met too. And there are some people out there that honestly, I think we should target uh, DJ knows one that I've mentioned off the top of my head. I think we should target and uh, come on into the network. The water's fine. It's a, it's a comfortable, what do we think? 80, 80 degrees. Something like that. It's it's a comfortable pool party over here. Yeah, well, your your pool standards are a little different than mine nowadays. My pool yesterday was ninety five when I got it. Was that before or after that? That was the nature's heat right that, there. That was before the storm hit. But anyway, on on a serious note, Ralph, we really really appreciate the kind words. Your PayPal payment is on its way now. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> but no, seriously, Thank you. money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but seriously, really, really appreciate all that you you've done for us. And, you know, it, it's, you know, it, if, if we put up, you know, we put something out here and, and nobody, you know, participates and nobody goes to bat, nobody collaborates, like it doesn't work. You know, it, it, it's people like you that have come in and, you know, spread the good word. And, uh, you know, it, it makes what 
our model or what we thought, you know, what we believed was the reason for doing this, you know, you're, you're making it work. Like you're, you're proving it out for us. And we, we, you know, we're very, very appreciative of that. Well, thank you. That's very kind. And I'd like to make a motion that I'm no longer the beta tester because a, I don't want to die. But I would like to make a motion that I would just be the stadium scene hype man. So that would be, (laughs) I'd like to put it before the board right now. You're part of our entourage. There you go. Yes, I'd like I'd like to be in the entourage, uh, considering I'm sitting here with members that have some influence in the the say of things. When we show up to the club, you're that guy who shows up with him, and no one knows exactly why you know why you're with him, but you're there. That, they're like, "That's Ralph. What's he do?" I, well, I don't know. He just shows up. He's yeah. He's just on staff. <laughs> he doesn't cause a scene. He doesn't do anything silly. He's just he's just here. So on that note, I think it's time to throw it back to me wearing a suit. Wipe effect. (laughs) (laughs) So when we targeted these segments, we planned on doing maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. So we, we had to chop that way down for time because we did 30 minutes with Ralph, including I think the first six or seven minutes before we actually started, we just start, you know, riffing and, and that's fine because that's, you know, that's kind of how things with Ralph typically go. And, and you know, we, we enjoy it very, very much. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, check but more on that in episode 101. Back in episode 101, we're going to play the, the best of what got cut from this episode. And um, I don't know what, at this point when we're recording this, I don't know what's going to get cut. But you may or may not have seen my Dick Vital impersonation. If you didn't see it, you're going to see it next week. So that's something to listen stay forward. tuned for that yeah I, I think i'm gonna have to chop that out of, out of this episode yeah episode 101 <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> so back back on to the uh what we were talking before we threw to ralph um since the pandemic started we we definitely took advantage of reaching out to people that were way above our league and oh yeah uh you know, some of these these stories we're going to share over the next couple of segments, we're going to throw to a couple of more guests as we, we hyped at the beginning of the show. Um, but just some of the behind the scenes that went through, I still can't believe happened. Um, I'm, I'm looking through here. I, I can't believe we got John Anderson. Yeah, that's let's let's talk about that one. So John Anderson has been on SportsCenter for 20 years now. Um. I, there's so many days in college I'd have ESPN on in the background while I'm you know, working on my senior design. And it's like, you know, John Anderson was there at college with me. It was somebody that was like, this, this is a guy that, you know, you just seen a lot of airtime in my house uh, over the last decade. And, and then uh, he went and hosted a show for several years on ABC called Wipeout with John Henson. And, um, and Jill Wagner was their, their sideline reporter. And, I watched the show a, a decent amount when it was on. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a, a regular viewer of it, but in recent years, they've started to show Wipeout on syndication after our late local news here. And I find myself staying up till like midnight on Saturdays and Sundays watching these, these reruns of, of Wipeout. And I'm just thinking to myself one day, I'm like, you know how cool it would be if I could reach out to ESPN and they actually respond to me. And I said, hey, we want to talk to John Anderson about his career in broadcasting and, and ask him about Wipeout. I'm like, that never happened. There's no way ESPN <laughs> is going to allow that to happen. 
but, but you know, they did. But they did. Um, we again shoot your shot. You know, bet on yourself. If you're thinking about inviting somebody who you think is way out of your league, just do it. The worst yeah. thing. There's two things that can happen. Three things that can happen is yes, thanks, but no thanks, or you get ignored. And honestly, thanks, but no thanks and getting ignored is really not that bad. I mean, we've been ignored yeah. so many times by, by people, um, especially I would think people that are not like high profile like that are blowing us off and it's nothing personal. It's just, you know, time is time. It's not in their interest. So I, I send a note to ESPN's media relations department, not expecting a response. I said, hey, you know, we do this thing where we, we talk to people in the journalist and broadcasting world. Uh, we work with, with aspiring journalists and broadcasters, despite the fact neither of us are uh, or ever will be or ever consider ourselves that. And um, within 24 hours, I get a reply back from the director of ESPN's like media relations department. And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, no problem. I forwarded your, uh, your request over to John. Uh, he's on vacation this week, but I'm sure we'll get back to you as soon as as uh, as he's back in the office again. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, thank, yeah, okay. Why don't you get my hopes up? Um, about a week later, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting around. You know, it's a pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. Email pops up my, my box and says, Anderson, John, as the sender. And I'm just like, what? Huh? And he said... Hey, uh, hey, this sounds pretty cool. Can you, uh, you know, call me in the next couple of days and just kind of give me the, the rundown of what's, what's going on and, and I mean, let's talk. And like a day later, I'm on the phone with John Anderson, a guy I've watched on TV for years, telling him, hey, this is what we do. And, you know, this is not anything, you know, we don't, no gotcha journalism or anything like that. We just want to have a fun conversation. He said, yeah, I'm in. That was, that interview went so long we should have split it into two episodes we've learned that um another rule is if an interview goes longer than an hour split it into two episodes yeah we went an hour and 17 minutes and and the thing is it was an hour and 17 minutes worth of good content we just know people don't have the attention span to listen for an hour and 17 minutes uh there, there was just nothing to cut out. It was such a fun interview. And we, we asked him for 30 minutes and he gave us an hour and 17 minutes of his time. And we're very, very appreciative of that. Um, and I, I still like, I, I think back to the story he told us about, um, you know, doing Wipeout, writing jokes with, with John Henson and, and John would write this joke and they do it during the, the rehearsal and, and the censor were like, hey, that's, that's pretty funny, but you can't say that on television. Yep. Oh man, so so good. So, should we jump I, over to Dave? Yeah, let's do that. So our our next uh, our next guest for this special 100th episode is uh, is our old friend who is the host of the Bros Talking Soccer podcast and is the owner of the Soccer Tavern on YouTube, Dave Knittel. Thanks for having me. Hope you're doing well. Trying. <laughs> really hard to believe now that you know we've we had you know you on for a 10 minutes with segment a few months ago and we I did asked, yes you didn't show oh okay it's one of those i can't remember why what your excuse was that time 
Man, Stop man. scheduling them during vet appointments and when I'm at work. I didn't have a dog back then, although I was going to say this might have been the time you were getting your rabies shots. <laughs> or, yep. or that you chose to go drinking wine with your mother. Oh, yeah. Saturday morning. Priorities. That was her birthday gift from 2020, okay? <laughs> or Monday morning or Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, Thursday, Friday morning. I don't yeah. drink on weekday mornings. Unofficially, you do that. What's that wink mean, though? Jerk. Anyway, so uh, Dave, I was saying how on the the ten minutes with show that it's been it was more than three years ago because I remember we we first sat down and talked for the first time shortly after my kids were born, who are now three and a half, which is still really hard to believe it's been that long already. Yeah, yeah, it's it's time has flown by. You know, a lot has changed. Um, so yeah, it's, but it's been a good three and a half years. And, you know, and, and uh, the bros talking soccer, the show ended a little over, what's about a year and a half ago now? Is that about? almost two years? Yeah. I think we stopped in either October or November of 2019. And the thing about, for, for those who aren't familiar with the show, the, the thing that will always stand out to me about, about the show was you went on and recorded an episode after every day of the 2018 world cup and you put out how many episodes do you think about 30 or so yeah something well so i think it usually lasts 30 days so i put out at least 20 i actually did the same thing for the 2019 women's world cup too um so yeah that was that was a lot of fun met a ton of people through doing the podcast and all of that um so yeah that was really fun it's crazy too, because this is episode 100 for us, and between you know those two episodes, you did like 40 or 50 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. two months worth of time. So we're really slacking. <laughs> no, I mean at the time, I mean I was I was basically doing content full time between. Uh, so I was doing a startup in the soccer space, so fantasy soccer startup, and then I was doing the soccer tavern and and the podcast. So I had a lot more free time than 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 you guys to do podcasts. I think all told. We might have done like 250 episodes or something like that of the Bros Talking Soccer podcast. We did one every single week for about three years and then sprinkled in interviews as like second episodes per week and then had the World Cup one. So did, did a lot of content, uh, which was awesome and learned a ton because like I knew nothing about audio editing and uh, podcasting in general. So uh, self-taught a lot of stuff, but it was all, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. You know, you, you didn't have a producer. You didn't have anybody doing this. You you recorded it. You did all this work yourself. That's that's a lot of work to do. Two hundred fifty episodes. So it was, and I prided myself on the on the producing aspect too. Like you know, it wasn't just turn the mics on and and just you know record and then you know get it out. So you know, we would edit it. I would put like bloopers at the end of every episode that that had been cut out, and they they were probably the most fun that I had editing. Cause it was just, you know, ridiculous stuff that we would say in between segments and, and things like that. So if anyone wants to go look up past episodes, you know, they're, they're probably not super relevant in the beginning, but the, the end of them are always funny. Cause it's just, you know, us talking about ridiculous things. That's like a hundred percent of our episodes. <laughs> Off of the blooper reel, that would be the episodes. So. <laughs> so you mentioned fantasy soccer. DJ, do you remember when I was participating? 
I do because I would commandeer 10 minutes of the weekly staff meeting for my team at work and we would pick my lineup. You know what? I vaguely remember this. What was this like 20? This has got to have been like what mid 2018. Yeah. I do remember this because we did kind of a, a, a kind of a, a tournament and who won? Do you remember who won that? No, I just remember commandeering the staff meeting every week and the team, my engineering team at work, they really like soccer. So <laughs> we made it a group activity. That's Ooh. right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we would, I forget who all participated in this, but we, we actually had this league. I completely forgot about this. We had this league going and, and so like you and your brothers, and I think Kevin Pettit was involved from the, the lads who we'll, we'll talk to later on in this show. Um, we, we made our weekly picks and then I put them out as a, as a post for the week. That's right. And uh, oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. And I don't remember who won that. I don't Probably remember. Probably not who... me. <laughs> well, you were getting some, uh, uh, some ringer advice help there. I mean, you, you know, you, you work with a lot of, uh, during the day, you work with a lot of Europeans who yeah, very closely follow this stuff. So in a way, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> I believe you could have caught me at that time. So no regrets. Hey, you know, it is what it is. So, so Dave, now you've, um, you know, you've moved on from, from the, the bros talking soccer and uh, you know you're back onto the the soccer tavern again. Um, you know how's that going for you? Uh, so it's going pretty well. Uh, so I don't do content full time anymore. I have kind of a normal full time job, so I have a lot less free time to do things. And with the soccer tavern, it's great, but it's also so much more work than the podcast. As much work as the podcast was, the the soccer tavern videos are probably you know ten times as much work between all the research that I put in and then I record the videos, which usually take 30 to 45 minutes to record and then all the editing and, and things like that for the videos. So I, I am officially back recording videos, but I've only put out one since, I don't know, whenever I announced that back in April or so. So I hope to, to get more out there. It's just finding the time. And I was actually with my brothers for the 4th of July. They were back, you know, in the area and we were talking about maybe starting the podcast again. So maybe we put the podcast on the soccer tavern YouTube channel just to get some more content out there. And so that might be something we do. We haven't talked too much about it, but that <laughs> it's just easier doing the podcast than it is making the, these videos as much as I like making the videos and as valuable as they, they are from a content perspective, it's just finding the time is just difficult. And I mean, you know, even when you were gone for that, year and a half plus not making video. I mean, just the, the strategy you took worked very nicely in your favor that it, it just, you know, we would, you know, I, I mentioned this before that um, you know, we, we have the post on our, our Pinterest boards for you know, most of, of your, your posts uh, to the site. And it, it still is a high, like the saved pins, um, you know, the, the combination of the, you know, obviously the, the good video content, but the, the, the graphics associated with it, the, the pins are constantly still being saved. And I'm sure, you know, you're getting views from that. So uh, yeah, that, that strategy really, really worked out for you, I think. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I appreciate, you know, you guys, you know, directing people that way. And I, I hired a graphic designer to do some of my, my logo work and, and he mocked up some of the, the pins or, or at least the, uh, the thumbnail images, which we use as the pins. So that's why they look so good. And, you know, the strategy of, of being kind of evergreen content for the soccer tavern videos really has been helpful. Cause I went from, you know, I stopped making videos and there was maybe a hundred, 800 subscribers to the channel and didn't really make any videos. And it jumped up to, I'm close to 3000 and was able to monetize. So it makes a little bit of money now. So, you know, that was really good. I, I, I really want to get back into it. It's just finding that time and that motivation. Uh, Cause I think that there's something there and I'm hopeful that I'll get back into it. I hear you on that, that time. <laughs> it sucks. It, it's so much more fun to just be focusing on the content, but you know, then again, it's nice to also be able to pay your bills too. So, <laughs> not, you know, pay your bills, not live in your car, not ruin your credit score. Those things yep. are, you know, a little, little important in life, unfortunately. So, Kate, I feel like you want to say something. I do. I don't know. You look like it. I was just gonna, you know, make fun of you, but I didn't find a good opportunity. Thank you for that. So You're welcome. So unlike our, our previous segment, which I had to chop a lot for time, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this, uh, wrap this up and try to keep it right on, on schedule for once. We never do segments that, that end when they're supposed to. So you know, we'll, we'll start now. So Dave, again, thank you so much for, for coming on and chatting with us today. Uh, really appreciate you know, your, your friendship and your support of our site over the last several years and, and continued you know, success with, with everything you're working on. Yeah, thank you, guys. Congratulations on 100 episodes. And, and thank you for just letting me be a part of, of everything. And I'm looking forward to episode you know, 200 and 300 and all of that. So congrats. And the bar high for us. Hopefully it doesn't take us four years to get the next hundred episodes out. <laughs> See, it's it's the first first um, you know, it's like first two and a half, three years we got like 35 episodes, and then the last like year plus is the last 60 or the next 65. So it's like a little we're on we're on that momentum now. We'll get that momentum going. So good. We hopefully can keep it up. And then Kate, you'll have to hang on to those balloons and buy a two the 200th episode dude i got them from the dollar tree we're buying new ones okay <laughs> I, she sent me this picture of all the balloons in the background and just in the in her car and they're just like really you couldn't see out the back <laughs> anyway so dave again thanks again for stopping by and we will throw back to me wearing a suit and we're back again yes i am wearing a suit as i i said or half of a suit um I am wearing pants, thank you. Shorts, but we'll just leave it at that. Thank you. Before I ruin you already it. showed everyone your shorts, well, so I, there was no need. Hey, you know they may be tuning in halfway through. You know some people are. They skip around. Got to remind them. Okay. Remember, you got to do just because you did the weather segment at the beginning of the show. You need to do it at the end too. Yeah, that's for the people who sleep in. Are you saying that our listeners are motivated people? Yes. Okay. Just like us. Yes, we're very motivated that Sunday morning I'm wearing a suit. Um, yep. So, so, should we cover our other big guests? Yeah. Um, around the time that we, we had uh, John Anderson, we also 
uh, had Andrew Dimbert from ABC News, and he has had quite the career rise. Um, oh, yeah. And so the funny thing about Andrew was um, Andrew's actually been an, a longtime follower of our, our Instagram account. He was actually a, a local reporter in Portland. And I want to say that the reason I stumbled upon him is he actually may have interviewed Jillian um, when she was out traveling or did like a, a segment with her or something. I, I think, I can't remember this for sure, but we followed him as a local reporter. He followed us and we've been kind of watching each other. And I finally had the, the nerve last year to reach out and say hello and, and invite him to come on. And, and um, you know, he's bounced around. He was in uh, New York and went to Portland as a local reporter. He went back to his, his hometown of Miami um, and, and then he worked his way up to ABC news in, in the Washington bureau. And, and like, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that have happened in Washington the last year. Um, not going to talk about it because that's not this kind of show, but I don't think I need to really get into details. I think we all know, but you know, this, yeah, I, I'm not sure how old Andrew is. I have to assume he's probably around 30 by now, but like, he's like 30 years old ish and he has white house credentials or he had white house credentials before he moved on to his new assignment and here he is sitting in the press room asking the president of the united states a question and then talking to us and then talking to us yeah so it's like could you imagine kate at you at 30 years old sitting in the press room asking the president of the united states a question no i don't think i could ever imagine myself doing that I mean, that would be fun. I would interview a, a president. Um, I mean, there would be certain ones that would be more favorable to interviews than others. But uh, that, you know, that being said, you know, Andrew is now actually, since we talked to him, he's actually moved on and is the co-host or co-anchor of ABC News Now, um, which is like a late night show that's, that's broadcasted. Um, and I actually, the other week, I, I was up late. I, I had the, the morning off and I was up late and the show came on. I'm like, hey, I know this guy. And so that was like really cool to see him um, on the shelf. He, it was actually after the 4th of July and he was, uh, the, the, the new show is kind of casual. And he, uh, they were talking about the hot dog eating contest and they brought out this like tray of hot dogs. And then they, you know, the his co-anchor is doing the story about this uh, the segment. They cut back, and the tray's completely empty. And Andrew's like finishing his last hot dog. He's like, "See, I can do it." Like it was, it was very cheesy, but it was actually very, very funny at the same time. But uh, awesome that, like, you know, his his continue continues to to rise. So it'd be very interesting to see where he is in in you know five ten years uh, in, in the broadcasting world. Yeah. How about when we talk to Phil Showin? From BN Sports. Got his name wrong. It's, it's early. Let's try that again. I'm going to cut this. I can't do it. How do I say it? Shane. Like S-H-A-N-E. Okay. How about when we talk to... to uh... Take three. Okay. How about when we talk to Phil Shane of BN Sports? So that one was also fun for me because you know phil's been a long time soccer announcer in the u.s and um 
somebody that like going back, I, I, you know, I didn't realize it as a child, but like many of the soccer games I watched on TV as a child, with the MLS breaking out in the nineties was him. So like, that's another staple who's been on my, my TV for a very long time and to, to sit down and kind of learn about what tick, like what makes him tick and his love for soccer before it became trendy for, for kids and, and teens to like soccer in this country. Uh, it was very, very interesting. Um, very, very interesting guy. And honestly, like one of the, the crazier things, um, or not crazier, but one of the, the, the interesting things that happened after we, we stopped the recording. So we ended up having a pretty lengthy discussion about books and, and reading. And, and he put out kind of his list of here's my favorite books I've read in the last couple of years. And I'm like, hey, there's like six books on that list that I've read too. So, you know, you're, you're talking to a legendary soccer announcer. And the next thing you know, you're talking about book lists. I mean, that was just. That was awesome. Yeah, that was not expected. So, so our last biggest guest was Steve Lavin. And that interview was amazing. It was amazing. And you forgot a very important one. You forgot Chris Myers. Oops. How can't forget Chris Myers. Chris Myers is, again, how we get these people, I don't know. And Chris Myers was one of those just sheer dumb luck that I reached out to him and, and got a response. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he's been covering sports. I, like he had the first interview of OJ Simpson after the OJ trial. Like you're obsessed with OJ, by the way. It's a, and it's not this type of OJ. This type. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it there's a reason the, the OJ trial is going to be the most fascinating trial of our lifetime. And I'm hoping I'm not far enough in my life to like say that, like there's many, many, hopefully many, many more years to come, but there's just no way anything can top that. If it doesn't fit, you must quit. It's just the, the circumstances of it, you have a, a legendary NFL player who's, who's retired and the circumstances of the trial. And it's like, it, 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 it almost is like, you know, you can get into OJ theories all day, whether he did it or not, or if he was present. It, it's like doing enough reading on the OJ trial. It seems like he was definitely there, whether he was the one who actually killed or not. I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's, part of the reason why I think you got acquitted. Um, no, we're not getting into, you know, OJ discussion now, but that could be another episode down the road. But Yeah. I can't wait to talk about pulp and non-pulp and if you should have other flavors with your OJ. On that note, Steve Lavin was our last guest and he was pretty cool. Um, very inspirational. We forgot. There's a big, big deal for, for, for Chris Myers that we forgot. So Chris, um, so next year, let's just, you know, hopefully things have stabilized in the world uh, by next March. But uh, next March, when Fox NASCAR comes to Phoenix in March, I intend to be down there. And, and he invited us to come say hello. Um, I'm like, super pumped for that so uh yep i see my guest bed ready behind you it folds out 
You just have to like, you might wake up in the middle of the night and see the penguin looking down at you. Yeah, he might get a blindfold. But besides that. So, um, you know, just last two weeks of shows, we, as you mentioned, we uh, actually, you know what? We should cut to to Adam and Kevin. We'll come back and talk about our, our interview with Steve Lavin and then wrap things up for the, the episode. So, um, it, unfortunately, due to some limitations, we wanted to do these individually, but but due to, to time and, and availability, uh, we invited Adam Corsair, uh, who was the South of the Six podcast uh, host, and then now hosts Jaybird Watching, and then Kevin Pettit from the Latin Americans Discussing Soccer podcast. These are our two original partners from the site um, dating back to late 2017 who we were nothing absolutely nothing we're barely nothing now but we were absolutely nothing back then and we just cold emailed both of them saying hey we've got this crazy idea and we want you to be a part of it with us and for some reason they said yes and and the big reason why we are up today or where we are today is because of them so here's adam corsair and kevin pettit Apparently, when we cut to the segment, Kate got lost in the uh, the interweb somewhere. I don't know what happened to her, but apparently, I'm going to take this uh, this cutaway solo. So, uh, it's it's a real treat to have the original two from StadiumScene.tv with us. Um, Kevin Pettit, who's right below me here, is the co-host of the Loud Americans Discussing Soccer podcast, and on well, the to my left is Adam Corsair, who was originally the host of the South of the Six podcast of the Toronto Blue Jays and Toronto Raptors, but has since moved on to uh, Jaybird Watching, which is still a proud partner of our site. And he's been grandfathered in still uh, as, as the original. So Adam, Kevin, first off, welcome and thank you. Like, I, I want to say when I reached out to the two of you, I, uh, it was, I, Adam, I'm pretty sure I sent you an email. And Kevin, I think I came after you guys via a DM on Twitter, if I remember right. That's correct on my end. Yeah, <laughs> same, same, same here. There you go. And, and I'm just like, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm going to try this. I'm just going to reach out to two random people that I have no con, never had any contact with, and just say, hey, I've got this wacky, crazy idea, and we want you to come in on the ground floor. It almost sounds like a pyramid scheme um, in my mind, but. You know, obviously the two of you responded positively and now you you know you've both been with us for over four years at this point yeah yeah um well first of all thank you and uh i'm i'm glad to be not just happy to be a part of this show today but happy to be part of the team and uh i do remember when you sent me that email um i was actually just finishing up a softball game and uh, I showed my wife, I was like, what do you think? Do you think I should do this? Because I was still new in the podcasting game. I was just getting my feet wet. And, you know, my wife said, when you started this, you said that you would never say no to an opportunity. And stadium scene really kicked that open for me to say, okay, just be open to all opportunities. What's the worst that can happen? Don't give them your credit card number and see what happens. And, you know, DJ, to your credit, you, you were you were extremely casual and awesome off the bat. You said, you know, you don't really have to, you know, give us any information, just be part of the team and, and we'll take care of the rest. And uh, I, I it's one of the if not the best podcasting decision I made in terms of networking. Um, and I'm just I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be part of the team. And I'm thankful that you emailed me to begin with. And 
you know, random things breed awesome things. Sometimes. I did not know that story. That's uh, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, it's I, I think that we'll go to you here in a second, Kevin. But I, I think that the big thing for us when when Kate and I were, were talking about this and this this idea came to us is number one is we don't want to tell somebody how to do their show. Like you are the the subject matter expert on on your topic. We're not. Like, we don't want to tell you, like, if you're doing something where it's like, you know what, you're going to get yourself kicked off of iTunes if you keep doing that, <laughs> we, we might step in and, and, and say, hey, just FYI, guys, um, you know, that, that, but that's, that's the limit. We don't, you know, we, we like, there's no reason for us to take ownership. We got to be completely transparent and open with what we're doing here. Um, you know, if, if you're going to build that trust with people as, you know, a complete stranger on the internet, you, there's no other way. Mm. But Kevin, like, you know, you guys were just starting out when we, uh, when we first stumbled upon you guys. Yeah, no, I, I still remember where I was. Uh, so me and my co-host Martin, I got the DM from you and I was geeking. I was completely <laughs> geeking, you know, like me and Martin had just started doing this thing and, you know, we, the, the immediate response was really good. Like we were, you know, um, and to see this opportunity, you know, come around the corner. I mean, it was just an immediate yes. Uh, like the reasons Adam had mentioned before, the different networking possibilities, the outreach and stuff like that. And we just saw that, you know, you were so good to us, like at the beginning, because we were so new, we were babies. <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. So if I had any questions about website or <clears throat> trying to expand like branding and whatnot like that, you were so good to us. And st still are, still are. Not to say that you like stopped at any point, but I don't know. That was, that was, that was huge for us at the time. You know what I mean? To have someone, uh, you know, uh, reach out and not only give this opportunity, but be a helpful hand, you know? I disagree. And they don't know what hey, to say. Hey, up, Kate? You're here. Hey, Kate. We had a time zone mishap, apparently. That's you right. texted me 6 p.m. I said 6 p.m. East. No, you did not. <laughs> East Coast. Oh. East Coast, Beast Coast. Don't worry, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. <laughs> that is what it is. Um, but yeah, I get the pushback. We're, we're talking about picking fights with Canadians. So, Kate, you have some experience with that. Uh, oh, the, yeah, I get in fist fights all the time. In, in the Keys format. Yes, what time I zone? hate those assholes. <laughs> they, 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 they seem like the nicest people. I've never heard a bad word about a Canadian, you know? I don't oh, know. He's, Canadian geese. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, they're aggressive. They'll come right at you. Oh, yeah. That's sad. In fact, uh, they don't have teeth. They actually have cartilage that is super pointy. Same result, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kate's number one enemy is Canadian geese. Number two is probably her wrist. Yeah. Mm. So if a Canada geese gets your wrist, it's it's game over. It's over. Yeah, I'm not coming back from that. <laughs> It's you're done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I now protected. have Lucy who will protect me. Oh, there you go. Hey, the dog, yeah. and off it goes. Oh, I see nope. It. Oh, I see a tail. But yeah, it's uh, she's not gonna jump up. <laughs> that's all right. I hear Canada geese are federally protected, so unfortunately, yeah. So it's mm. I mean, you got to pick your battles if you're gonna do it. Make sure it's well, in what a dark about alley. The, the, the people who make those jackets and people get mad about it, isn't it? Aren't they like mad about? I don't think they're from Canada or no, they're, Canada those are not made in the U S because you can't yes. kill the Canadian geese. Yeah. They're oh, in Canada, okay. federally, federally in Canada. They're yeah, just like, I feel like the it. protests for like those thousand dollar, like really warm coats and people yeah. are real mad about it. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. And again, yeah. people have been protesting that birds aren't real. That's true. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> it, it is true. 
the Canadian the Canadian goose or Canadian geese, I think, are the only bird that if you charge at it, it will either hold its ground or oh, it will yeah. charge back at you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> they're fearless. Yeah. Can't so I know. just flip them off every time I drive past them. <laughs> yeah. On on a side note, now they're on bird talk. Um, we got the blue jays. We got the Canadian geese. Uh, the, the meanest thing you could ever do is if you see a whole, you know, you go to like New York city or somewhere and you just see a whole bunch of pigeons on the sidewalk, the universal sign to scare pigeons away is to, you know, go like this, try doing that in a, in a busy crowd on a sidewalk in New York. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't, I don't see that going well. No, no, no. <laughs> you want to see chaos. That is pure chaos. So um, I didn't suggest that. That's probably going to get cut out because I might get myself in trouble for saying that. That's well, hold on. In that vein, I feel like in New York, they wouldn't move because they're so used to it. Uh, and they they say, come at me, bro. They, yeah. That's what geese say. Yeah. Pigeons. Yeah. Yes. New, New York pigeons are, you know, are the Canadian geese. Of yeah. Geese, geese of the yeah. South. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. And they're gangs. Mm. It's like a <laughs> bunch. It's, it's, there's at least 20 in a flock. Right. And if they if they see some chips on the ground, it's it's game over. On that note, um thank you. I, I there's so much more I could say to, to the both you, Adam and, and Kevin. Thank you so much because with, without the long-term support of, of the two, well, and and Martin as well, uh, but but the two of your shows, this would have failed right away and would never have been become what it is today with, without the two of you, for sure. Well, thank you. And congratulations on episode 100. Um, congratulations on the expansiveness and the growth of the show. It's, it's incredible. And as I've said, I am proud to be part of it. It's almost like it rolls off my tongue. Like we are part of the stadium scene.tv network just rolls off the tongue now. And it's part of, it's part of every intro. I love it. So thank you. I wish more people would say that in there. <laughs> <laughs> we, but I'm not going to press it. We definitely, again. we definitely always do it last. Every time. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I feel horrible. Anyway, thank you. I'm glad to be a part of this journey as well. Uh, you know, I think this was real motivation, uh, for me and Martin to not stop at, what is it like 20 episodes? Is that the, uh, the, the 1% or whatever of people who do yeah, 20, like pods? 21. That's, that's, that's oh. wild. I, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Cause you know, people like go into it, like you were saying like, Oh, you know, this will be so easy. You just put a mic around it. It is a lot of work. Like no yes. one tells you and you gotta like be, and you gotta keep doing it. And you gotta uh, fact but, check and you gotta book people and you gotta uh, fact check. I don't know. Anyway, but thank you. <laughs> but, th but, um, thank you so much for, for having me having that. And you know, this is, this is awesome. And congrats on a hundred. That's incredible. And we are back. Um, in the last two weeks, we, uh, we just released the episode with, with Steve Lavin, the former UCLA and St. John's coach, uh, is now an analyst, a men's basketball analyst, college basketball analyst for Fox sports. You'll also see him on, on CBS and Turner during the March Madness tournament. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to share something with you that I don't think I even told you yet about it when we're, we're done here. But that was another one of those where we, you know, this is a guy I've seen on TV for a long time, reached out to him, for some reason responded to us and, and agreed to come on. And um, I, I don't know where to start. I mean, the, the, just the stories of finding out how like uh, a legendary shot in the NCAA tournament, why he was assistant, why he was an assistant, if that wouldn't have gone in, 
that could have completely derailed his career 30 years ago. Yeah, that whole interview was very inspirational, especially towards the end. And yeah, we, we talked, he, uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2011. Um, and he, while he probably should have just said, I got to like cut and go get this. Cause I mean, I know that happened to me. That would be my first thing is I'm just dropping what I'm doing and going. He, he had just started at St. John's and he, he, he wanted to make sure that he put his kids first, that they recruit, they come in, they get that done and, and stabilize things. And then he went off and took care of himself. And, and, you know, fortunately, you know, he's, he's 10 years cancer free and uh, uh, just, just an amazing guy. Amazing story. Yeah, definitely listen to that episode or episodes. You listen to it? I didn't say I listened to it. Oh, I was about to say, wow, that'd be the first time you've ever listened to it. So No, I've listened to some of our episodes. Um, mine is more of a confidence issue. I don't like the sound of my voice. But when I need to, I will listen to our episodes. Uh, yeah, um, but what I haven't told you yet is he's actually... Um, I mean, you can tell this guy was a, a coach for a long time. He just has that that coach teaching yeah. and talks and he, he's a guy, you know, he's been in, in the media world for a long time now in between his, his coaching stints. And, and um, he's actually, I've talked to him quite a bit since the show ended and uh, he's actually kind of coached and helped me with like, you know, getting the message out and has actually been very amazing um, and, and helpful with, with, putting our, our info out and, and getting this out and getting, you know, trying some different things that, that we've done differently after this episode that are going to drive us in the future. And just very, very appreciative of that. Um, I actually asked him a question on the other day uh, about coach Wooden. Next thing you know, I'm on the phone with him for half an hour and he's telling me stories about John Wooden and uh, I'm going to announce it right now, but he's going to come back and do a sports story with us in the fall uh, about the life of, of coach John Wooden and, you know, we're going to get his perspective of someone who knew him pretty well in his later years. Uh, so we're really excited about that. So as our, our cue of what's coming up, there's your first Kate didn't even know that I, I just shocked that on her. So what else is coming up? Kate? Well, we're going to start a new series that I've been working diligently on. It's going to be called play by play and it is a book review podcast where we're going to be reading books that are written by journalists or other books that could help up-and-coming podcasters or bloggers or bloggers, any of those that we already talked to, on how to improve and have some discussions on those books. We'll be releasing the books early, so you can always join us. And our first book we've already released is uh, Talking to Goats by, by Jim Gray. Um, I actually finished that not too long ago. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I've actually reached out to him to try to get him on the show. I haven't heard anything back, but maybe, maybe we'll have Jim Gray on in the, the not too distant future. Yeah. So that episode will be coming out very soon. Um, 102, I think. Or 103. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Like I, I hyped, we're gonna have Bernard Pollard back here soon, um, who's become a, a NASCAR super fan in the last you know, year plus. 
so we're very excited. Somebody who's followed yeah. NASCAR for a lot of their life. It'd be very fun to, to talk NASCAR with him. Um, and then more 10 minutes with. Yeah. And who knows what guests are going to respond to us when we request them. That, um, like, you we're know, as surprised as you. We are. Uh, and just anytime, especially one of them, you know, gives me their phone number. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't know who I am. You don't know if I'm like legit or not. And you're, you're trusting me to like call you. On that note, two 100 episodes. And here's hoping that the next 100 don't take four years. So cheers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did another shot of alert. Well, on that note, Check us out. See you next week. Yeah, check us out at stadiumscene.tv, at stadiumscene.facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok. Where else? At oh. stadiumscene underscore. Oh, at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And uh, be sure to subscribe to this channel on YouTube. And for the love of God, I've got to put this malort away. This is so. <laughs> Bye. I feel like, you know, you. I, I took like a tree, like, you know, the smell of a tree is in my mouth. Ugh, God. All right. We'll see you. Check back next week for uh, the best of what didn't make the show. And we'll be back with regular episodes on episode 102. So see you next time. Bye.